Uh, hello? Uh, wait a minute. He's not here. He's like out having his butt cleaned. This is Butthead. Who the hell is this? Hey, baby. Uh, could you like put the phone on your butt? <laughs> uh, hello? Hello? <laughs> Alrighty, Dark Gear Cell Podcast fans, we are back for number episode three. I hope you all are ready because today we have a special guest. And no, I'm not talking about that fruitcake, Snags. We are talking about Mr. Skids. Say hello, Snags and Skids. What's going on, my guys? What's up? Alrighty. So today we are going to be introducing our guest and talking about him a little bit. Uh, Talking about a bitch slap that we saw on TV, (laughs) and then wherever the show takes us from there. So let's get on it. So, today, Mr. Skids. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 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 (laughs) Why Skids? (laughs) Why? You know, it was, um, I thought of that name in actually about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah. That was was it? I got knee pads. I'm going to slide. It sounds like poop. You, know, you skid on the floor, and you got skids in your pants. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are with uh, skid mark uh, skid skids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool beans. Well, today we're gonna sit here and talk about little stuff about how skids became skids and why he does what he does, and venture off to slap it in the face and talk about other certain things that come our way. <laughs> so, first topic. Mr. Skids, yes. what got you going into, well, if you guys don't know who Skids is, he works at Land of Illusion in Middletown, Ohio, and he has been working there for, this is his year. fourth year working at Land of Illusion, so he's been haunting for four years, right? Mm-hmm. Visually? Okay, yep. yep. And um, we are here to sit down and talk to our lovely guest, and he is one of the guys that roams with us at Land of Illusion, and... That man has some interesting stories about maxi pads <laughs> taking people out, and also um, just being very, very gross. And um, go, yeah. So, Mister Skids, um, here we are in 2022. It is now your fourth year at Land of Illusion. So, when you started, it was 2018. You yep. can do math. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's a fun fact. So 2018, you came to Land of Illusion. What was your first thoughts? Um, I actually was very shy. I didn't honestly didn't know if haunting would be my thing. Um, I showed up to the uh, paperwork night, and uh, they kind of threw me over to the table for the haunted trail, and they looked at me and it was like, "You'll be our Michael Myers." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, cool. I don't gotta talk." Um, went and did rehearsal night, and being Michael Myers did not work out. They didn't like it. They almost fired me for it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so the next weekend, they decided to keep me in the haunted trail, but they threw me in Toxic, which is the glowy room. I mean, That's where you became... Sluggo. Sluggo, and that's when you became who you are, basically. That is what molded me into skids. <clears throat> so when... A biggest thing when I came to haunting, um, you know, haunting for... This is my now going on my 16th year doing haunting and you know as as a haunter it has grown into my life like hair on my chest um it's there it's always going to be there and i can't get rid of it no matter how many times i shave it off it just doesn't come back it always comes back just wax it so here we are in 2020 do you think that 
since you started started haunting, you've be you were able to finally open up as a person. Oh yeah, God yeah. <clears throat> I struggled with like social anxiety for a while, but as being a haunter, it um definitely makes it easier to interact outside of the haunt world. I mean, you know, if I said that, Steve would tell me, "Won't you take some more Kalanapins or something?" That's right. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's 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 the best thing about haunting. You get to you get to open up and be yourself, and then even when it's done, you're still fucking going, no yeah. and it, you can't stop it. And people look at you like, "Dude, you better fucking calm your tits." No, you yeah. just got to sit there and it's go. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. <laughs> And I'm all out of gum. <laughs> Always fucking kicking ass. That's that, right. And if you're not kicking ass, you're not fucking moving forward, honestly. Right. So when you started back in 2018, who was your manager? It was, um, for Zone 1, it would have been EJ and Christian. EJ and Christian. Yes. Yeah, I remember those days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you even have a character when you first started? No. Um, honestly, the person who was working in Toxic with me was uh, John John. Um and uh, I just kind of went based off of what he did. We started acting well together. We kind of made like these two twin brother characters. It was Sluggo and I can't remember his name. But um, at first it was just kind of like torn up sweatpants and like neon shirts and shorts underneath it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was just kind of. Was it overwhelming when you first started? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I feel that. Like when I when I came to Land of Illusion for the first time, I came from a haunt called Chambers of Horror in Middletown. Now it's called Nightmare Manor. And um, we maxed out probably on our busiest nights. Maybe happened like once, once during haunt season. It was a max of like 600 people. Right. So coming to an actual haunt before it came in Aqua Adventure Park, whatever the hell it is now. Um, it went from 500 to almost like two to 3,000 people. Yeah. And I know that overwhelming instinct, man. You just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, because especially with land, they just, the people keep coming. There's not really much time in between <clears throat> groups. So you got to constantly stay on your A game. You don't get no breaks. But then you take the wonderful world of coming out to Rome. Yeah, yeah. man. So when, when I remember when uh, last year, well, not last, well, 2000 and. 20 when things were kind of rough um sweets and i finally came back to land of illusion because we were done with land of illusion at that time and point uh time and time and place and we were doing terror town well when we came back <clears throat> we both had the opportunity to do roaming mm-hmm. we only did it a few months and stuff but we'd known about you um because of uh, you were wearing uh, Adam Mortification's mask that uh, with the dreadlocks, and then you had yeah. that one, um, it's like a sock mask or something stupid. Yeah, what I, was I that? I had a stupid. Um, it was, oh man, it was. I think I made it out of a t-shirt. It it it, it did well. It, 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 it did the part, yeah. Yeah, and then I remember when the clown thing started happening. You started getting darker and more grimier and stuff. So you did the black and white face paint, which was fucking awesome. And then you got those big ass fucking teeth that you could hardly talk in. It reminded, it reminded me of um, like a wildebeest a little bit. Yeah. Just big old fucking teeth. Yeah. But the videos that were posted all over like Instagram, all over like TikTok and stuff. And you weren't even like, you weren't the ones that were publishing these videos. So oh. it's like, holy shit, I, I, the only person I keep seeing is this fucking skids guy. And I'm like, God damn it. So, dude, like, Sweets and I talked to Steve so much to get this fucking guy out here. And then when we when we had the opportunity to finally get you out there, 
you need to tell us about your maxi pad incident. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it was actually the night that uh, uh, Christian or Creep was uh, DJing that night, and I just told McKnight, I was like, I'm going to sneak out here, and um, I'm going to watch. You weren't even roaming yet, were you? No, no I, was, I was just, I was the trail roamer, so I had free roam of the complete trail, but I hated it. I couldn't stand working in the trail. It's too confined for me. I like the open space, so I snuck out. I was only supposed to be gone for like 15 minutes, ended up being the rest of the night out there with Steve, and... Um, I can't exactly remember where I found the maxi pad. No, we were walking around. I remember we found it on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we found this maxi pad on the ground, and I just stuck it on my forehead. <laughs> and um, uh, I can't remember the actor who said it, but they said they had some fake blood. So no, they it put, was Bree. It was Bree. Yeah, yeah. Bree, Bree put the fake blood on, on the on the maxi pad, and uh, I just kept running around with it on my forehead or just in my hands, and I'd be like, I'd go up to a random female. and No, hey. the one in the concession stand where you bitch slap shit out of her with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went up behind her and I said, "Hey, is this yours?" and just drug it across her face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my fucking dude! Lord. I was laughing so hard I had to walk away. I mean, I was dying. I yeah. mean, trying to study in character and that—that that was hard. No, I, I wasn't there that night because I had work and I ended up showing up um, later that night <clears throat> to Rome for like an hour or two. But it just seems like every time that I wasn't there because of work, you guys always had like great stories. And it's like, motherfucker. Yeah. And then last year, like, I didn't really have like that many opportunities to roam fully because of just personal problems and shit was going on. But the times that we've had when we had the, the trio going on, man, it was a disaster in a <laughs> fucking beautiful art yeah, form. Beautiful way. You know, you had a nice and cuddly and funny clown and then you had a raunchy clown and then you had a smart ass short clown was apparently a fucking midget like dude i'm only <laughs> five seven i'm not even that short but we, we killed it but i think the funniest time and we still haven't mastered it yet and i i pray to god that we can do it this year is i want to ride you yeah. <laughs> as bad as that sound guys you guys don't know what we're talking about if you guys don't, don't know what sliding is sliding is basically we get these knee these knee pads with a lot of like memory foam in them and we get these steel caps from steel toe boots. We glue them to our shoes. And then we get these gloves with metal tips on them and stuff to protect our hands. And we slide on concrete. So when we're sliding, it's like we're sliding on ice. Yep. So I came up with a brilliant idea of, well, I'm a shorter guy. I'm a smaller guy. And then we got Skids, which is a, he's just a stocky built kind of dude. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ride this man like a fucking horse. I'm going to the Kentucky Derby, and I'm going to ride this motherfucker. I ain't stopping. So we <laughs> we probably got about like like maybe two feet, and then it just failed. The first time we did it, he wasn't wearing the proper gloves, and it just didn't go well. No. We didn't have no major accidents. No. But the second time we did it, we got about like two feet. Yeah, we got a little distance. Yeah, but it wasn't the full ride. I wasn't yelling yee-haw or nothing and yeah. shooting fireworks and having my... Six shooters, six shooters. <laughs> but that is an opportunity that we're going to accomplish this year because I, I think if we do it right and everything, I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I would imagine if we actually get some practice yeah, before and the haunt season starts. I think with practice makes perfect. Right. And here's where I fucked up. When I first slid um, underneath people's legs, I uh, I did well. I did really well. Until you start maximizing and putting two to three people in the line. Well, here's what happened, guys. I was My original sliding spot was in the clown house, and we had some pretty rough concrete. That was some rough shit. But I was able to do it. I wasn't going full speed. I was probably going maybe 25% speed, and I was able to get underneath people's legs. Cool. Wonderful. 
So here's where I fucked up. I went to our our makeup artist and Mr. Sweets and our makeup artist, Adam, he has a company called Adam Mortifications. Big shout out to him. And I said, hey, guys, there's about a thousand people here. I think I need to slide underneath somebody's legs. And you guys are the perfect people. So I was like, all right. Don't know. They were like, all right, let's fucking do this. So Mr. Sweets gets in front. Adam gets in back. They're basically nut to butt. And here they are. And they're like, okay. I told them, spread their legs. Spread them. I spread your legs and let me slide underneath them so I can get a pretty cool effect and blah, 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 blah. I wasn't thinking. I have big hair and I'm wearing a mask and I weigh like 200 pounds and I'm fucking, I'm flying. And I'm running, I'm running. And as I, again, we're sliding down a, a pretty, not really steep, but it's a, it's a steady hill. It's long as shit. Yeah. And this concrete that we're on is coated with this wax. Yep. And it's all sealed. So even with this wax and stuff, you're, you're, you're sending in about a 90%. So I was like, okay, here we go. Miss Sweets, Adam, you line up. They lined up. They spread their legs. I saw a perfect gap. I saw a hole. I'm going in it. So I started booking it, started running. I lunge forward and I get on my knees, get on my hands. Well, here's what happened. So I came in at an angle because I, I dropped way too fucking early. So my body started to turn probably about like maybe not even like 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 three or four inches. So I'm like barely sliding sideways. I get underneath Mr. Sweet's legs. Well, then I clip Adam's leg. That boy, he, well, not a boy, he's a, he's a grown-ass man. He's like in his 40s. But I, I, I smacked his shin, and I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like cartoon shows like <laughs> Tom and Jerry or something, but I came in and I hit that motherfucker so hard that his feet flew up in the fucking air behind him, and he landed straight on his fucking face. With encouragement, he got up. And brushed it off. And I looked at him with pure fear in an apologetic manner. I was like, oh, my God, dude, I am so sorry. No, nah, man, you're fine. I'm, you're fine. It didn't hurt. No, dude, you're you're a bigger guy, and you, you smacked that fucking ground so hard. Yeah. So the owner of Land of Illusion, his name's Brett Oakley. I should have thought about it before I did it. I, I did it right in front of him, oh. and he, he I smacked him as hard as I could at him. He smacked that ground. He shot up, and Brett Oakley was like, well, kids will be kids. <laughs> he didn't realize what the hell was going on, and, dude, I, I felt so bad. And that was that was definitely not the last time because I ended up sliding underneath uh, Sweet's legs a few times, and then Man. didn't – um. Who who took who out? Who took me out? Because remember, I had my legs <laughs> spread on the concrete yeah, wall. That was me. Yeah, we did it in the we did it along the fence and yeah. where that curve goes real sharp. Yeah. And that hill pitched me off, man, as I was going. And yeah, I took the leg out. But. Yeah, yeah, that was that was basically the same incident. But the what good thing is, though, every time we wreck, it's one thing we play it off like it's like it's part of the show and yeah. just you know, just as long as it's not a customer and they were concerned, it right. should be fine. Yep. Yeah. So speaking of uh, incidents and stuff, have you ever had an incident on a trail where either a customer has put hands on you or they cussed you out or they get mad or you've done something even though you think everything's going to be okay, but it's not? Oh, yeah. All the time. Um, Trying to think of ones that stand out specifically. I remember I was roaming through Area 49. I was covering for one of the actors in there so they could go on break. And um, this group of... um, Man, I, it was like probably eight people, 
And it, I got all the way through all the people, and then there's like the last two. And she had to have either been drunk or something. She was so pissed at me for scaring her kids. She started smacking me in my back and stuff. And it was like, don't you, don't you scare my kid like that? So I, I just kept going. I just kept going after her kid because you know she pissed me off by smacking me in the back. And then she ended up getting pulled away to the side. Um, one of the managers, I believe it was Joe, grabbed her to the side and was like, you, you cannot be doing that. Um, and another situation with 49. So my first year. Um, they used to have a, the sirens still there, but they used to have really loud gunshots. Oh god, I hate yeah. that sound. So, oh my god. Well, there was an ex-marine who had severe PTSD that came in there, and my scene toxic was right after that. And um, I, I was, you know, waiting for my pop scare. I hate pop scare acting, by the way. It's not, it's not my thing. But um, I pop scared, and I, I thought he was going to kill me. Like I saw this look <laughs> in this man's eyes. Like, <laughs> he pulled a K bar out from behind his back. And- yeah. Yeah, no, luckily he had his wife, and she was like, yeah, um, those gunshots just sent him into PTSD. Do not scare him. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to back away, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go do your thing. <laughs> now, now, you would think with people that have PTSD. And you wouldn't got, go. Yeah, like, like yeah. literally, I mean, I pray for every single one of those, but you would not go to events like that. Right, right. And I don't know if maybe there's no signs that say that there's gunshot noises on the trail or anything, no, but I, I mean, you just kind of need to go to a place like that, assuming that there's going to be pops. Well, there was an incident back in 2014 where a young girl went there with a heart defect mm. and she went through Dr. Psychos and there was so, she was like, um, I'll say 16, 14, 16, around that age range. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she went through Dr. Psychos and she collapsed and she ended up like dying. Yeah. It's not Land of Illusion's fault whatsoever at all. That is definitely not our fault. But in situations like that, if you have a heart defect, and I'm not like dogging on her whatsoever because it's, I mean, it's a, it's a tragic story. Yeah. But if something is wrong, why would you put yourself in a situation like that when you, when honestly, that's probably the knowing the not knowing kind of thing because she probably didn't really know it was going to be that bad. Right. But when, when haunted houses are filled with this thick ass fog, it's basically a chemical in a way. Mm-hmm. And the shit is just, it's so thick. And then on top of that, you have strobe lights. And on top of that, you don't know where you're going. And then on top of that, you have these creatures scaring the fucking daylights out of you. Yep. And you have a heart condition. It's just like, it's just common sense, people. I mean, it sucks that that, that really happened. And I honestly pray for the family that had to go through that. But it's just like, man, come on. Could have been prevented easily. Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing about haunted houses. If, like, you have, like, epilepsy or you have, you know, a heart condition or you can't walk or whatever, you have to understand, like, just because we don't have these certain things to basically, like, prevent things from happening, you you should know. You should fucking know. I mean, I know a lot of haunted houses in like Ohio and all around the world have like safety regulations where, yeah. you know, walls need to be this height or uh, stages need to be that like there's there's guidelines that you have to obey by. And if you don't obey them, you can get shut down. Right. And I know with like uh, like people that are in wheelchairs, like you have to have a certain length of a hallway so a person in a wheelchair can squeeze on through. Well, they don't have that. Well, uh, the clown house yeah. does. I think clown house does, but a, a few. A f- I know phobia don't. Phobia does not. Fuck no. That doctor psychos most definitely does not. No, and that's that's the biggest thing. And it's like you have to accommodate all these other people to satisfy them, but sometimes you just can't do it, right? Like at all, and and it sucks, and you feel bad, but it at the, in the long run, 
You shouldn't be doing it anyways. Right. <laughs> or, I mean, specifically Land of Illusion, I know a lot of other haunted houses, but a lot of times you can say, hey, I plan on going to Land of Illusion, get on YouTube, walk, watch a walkthrough of it. Of uh, We have recu- recording people. Yeah. Through. At least you have an idea. At least an idea of kind I, of what to expect. Exactly. I mean, I know years prior, like when I first started Land about in 2014, there was nothing. No walkthroughs. Brett was like super frowned upon, frowned upon about getting any recordings out there. Yeah. But when he come to realize, like, dude, we want people to see this shit. Yep. Even if they haven't been there, because they're going to travel miles and miles away from us, and they're going to do it. They're going to come in and enjoy their time. Yeah. Um, I know there is a little haunt out. Well, it's not really little, but it's Terror Town out in uh, Williamsburg, is it? Yeah. And <clears throat> biggest thing about Williams, uh, Williamsburg, uh, Terror Town, All Hallows Eve, um, they're all full contact cussing and they're basically, um, I want to say torturing you, but they're, they're, they're on you. Yeah. They're touching you. They're dragging you. They're basically making you their bitch. Yeah. So I went up there, Steve and I worked up there, but I went up there with Steve and my sister and, um, a couple buddies from work. And, uh, I've, I've only went as a customer one time. Before and I was with Land of Illusion, I got the shit beat out of me. Some people can't take that. Yeah. Um, honestly, if you can't, if you don't want to go to a haunt like that and you expect to be touched, dirtied, thrown blood at you, they have an option: either no touching or whatever, or they had their the red bracelet, which I call what will be the the red wrist of the ble- ble- the, the shinies or the red uh, blessed by the red wrist or whatever. Uh, but if you have this red bracelet. It's basically a go-to thing to full-on contact. It's it's yeah. it's on. As soon as you step foot in this town, mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely not dogging this place at all. So if you guys go there to All Hallows Eve in All Hallows Eve Terror Town in Williamsburg, Ohio, during September and the beginning of November, and you buy that red bracelet, be prepared to get fucking bloodied. Dirty, muddy, watered down, waterboard. You fucking, you get dragged through the mud. They force, they don't really force feed you, but they they manipulate you to eat like strange things and get dirty. But when you have customers coming in and buy that fucking bracelet and then they get mad at you because you're going off on them or dragging them through the mud and blah, blah. That's what you fucking paid for. for. And that, and that is, that's probably the only downfall for uh, All Hallows Eve, but they get away with it. Because if you buy that bracelet, you're basically signing your rights, and that's it. Yep. Done. But the biggest thing with All Hallows Eve, I mean, reason why we can't really work out there no more is because it's just from basically where we live to there, it's about an hour and 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. and that's just a fucking drive. Yeah, especially. I mean, dude, if it was just like land, dude, and just drive there like five minutes down the road, dude, hell yeah, I'd be working there in a heartbeat. Yeah. But we can't. I mean, we met... Honestly, we didn't really meet a lot of good people out there at all. I mean, they have a small roster. They have a very small roster. Um, they don't, they're all volunteer, but they they put on a show. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about it. It's dangerous. We'll say that. Um, there was an incident where they had a headless horseman and they, uh, they, something spooked the horse and they had no lighting where the headless horseman yeah. was. And there's no guideline where the people need to cross and not cross. Well, anyways, 
guys know guys don't know about horses. Horses get spooked so easily by the dumbest shit. So when you have a group of like with the way they did it, they had like a group of like fucking like thirty people mm-hmm. and it was so bad of petrified people. And then on top of that, there's darkness, no line to show where you need to walk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, something spooked that horse and it trampled all over them. And it ended up throwing the rider off of the horse. She ended up, like, fracturing her neck. Those people that got ran over by the horse got, like, trampled. They didn't get severely hurt, but they got hurt enough where it was like, fuck, man. And then we had to shut down early that night. And circumstances like that, there there were certain people there that took it out of way proportion. And then we had this one individual where she, I want to say she, she was trying to take in trying to take charge in charge of the whole situation. I told her flat out, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm like, no, I said, you don't know who the fuck I am. So, and like what basically like kind of throw her in her face. I had like one of the, um, what was it? She was like the manager of the whole haunt. Her name was Connie. She's like, Arthur, come with me now. And I do. I looked at her. I'm like, Oh yeah, you don't know who I am, bitch. So, um, and I, I don't I don't even work there. And but it was just that opportunity to go into a scene like that and see something that just happened. It's not like exciting because it's like this is a traumatic incident and that is something that you can't control. But it was exciting for me to be in, a, in an incident like that and see these people hurt. And you you went from a group of people that are freaking the fuck out. And not knowing what to do to people that are EMTs, firefighters, police officers, and all the shit, and actually seeing what's going on, and you're like, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm here. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm experiencing something. So if a situation happens like that again, I, I would know what to do. And speaking yep. of incidents, like, what's the scariest moment that you ever had in a haunt? In a haunt, like, um, as if me as the customer going through in a haunt, um, or no, as as like oh, as, as you as an actor, if like. Like, like for instance, like my my first my, my scariest incident that I've ever had, I was working uh, in a chain maze in a clown house, and you remember how that used to be like super loud and all that bass and shit. Yeah. So I was working with me and my buddy Jared, <clears throat> and we were roaming the chain maze and we're doing our thing. Not that music's thumping, just fucking bouncing, dude. And I remember I saw this group of uh, people come in, and. Dude, they, I, I knew they were fucking trouble, but I, I, I knew my distance. Well, my little buddy fucking Jared, he didn't know his fucking distance. He always got in those people's fucking faces and yeah. shit. So um, I, I did my part, did my thing, did my scare. I ventured off so they can start getting lost in the maze. Well, Jared just kept on hopping on this person, hopping on this girl. And I remember this guy's like, bro, you better get the fuck off my girl. And he kept going and going and going and going. Well, he, right where it splits off in the chain maze yeah. and it goes into like a dead end stuff. Jared kept on going and going and going and going to this girl. And the, the boyfriend was like, no, fuck this. He reached right behind his back and he flipped up his shirt and he put his, his hand on a, a handle of a pistol. I got so scared because I, immediately I started thinking like, dude, if someone shoots a fucking gun in here, you ain't going to fucking hear it right. at all. So like my first instincts was I'm not going to worry about this dude that has a gun. I'm going to worry about Jared, get him out of the situation and fucking bounce. Yeah. So I got Jared out of the situation as fast as possible I took him outside and I told him, I said, dude, go get, who the fuck was the manager? Uh, I think it was Cook. I yep. said, go get Cook. I said, there's a man in the house that has a gun, but it's not out, but he's th- he's going to be, he's he's about to pop somebody. Right. So they end up getting him like out of the park. And I don't know if they got arrested or whatever, but that's a situation. And then after that, 
They've had metal detectors since. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I'll tell you about another incident here in a second. Go. Um, I haven't had anything as serious as that or as scary as that, but, I mean, I've had the occasional people coming through the trail uh, last year, specifically this past haunt season. Um, someone was hyperventilating really bad. I had to break character and pull them out and uh, call for a manager. I had a radio at the time. I'd call for a manager, and they'd send her off in the golf cart, golf cart and uh, whatever happened after that, I have no idea. Um, just little things like that. Someone was freaking out because they lost a shoe, and they were having a meltdown, so we had to bring them off to the side again. Um, but I've never had anything that scary. I've always been pretty good at uh, if, if someone feels like a threat to me or if they are definitely projecting that they are not having this shit, then I'm going to back off. Back off, yeah. I've always been pretty good at getting out of the situation if I feel like I'm going to be in danger. What about you, Sweets? You have any incidents yet? I don't make incidents. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I piss perfect, everybody. No, I mean honestly, I mean I. You're for bigger guys like me and you know me and Corey. We're not going to see as many conflicts in front of us because, unless people are like wasted or something like that, just no. because people just don't want to deal with that yeah. aspect of size. But only thing I've like I've witnessed, especially roaming, um, like last year alone. Uh, the two kid incidents, the one kid where the parents lost him, they left him outside the clown house and then they went to the clown house and then they went, they thought they were going to the trail, but they went to the backside of the trail and they were gone for like 45 minutes and security couldn't find them. So I notified security like, dude, this kid is acting weird, sitting here huddled up in a ball and he's been sitting there for the past 45 minutes to an hour because every time I made my round, this kid was just sitting there yeah. and he couldn't have been five years old. Mm -hmm. And Finally, security found his parents, and, you know, they were wasted and shit like that. And, you know, knock on wood, he was lucky. They found his parents. Yeah. But then the night um, Steve's wife and the grandkids came out, that one guy was taking photographs. Oh, yeah, I was there with and you. And security and the police were looking for this guy. Yes. And they were looking all over the park for this guy trying to arrest him. And they finally found him and they threw him out of the park. Yeah. But, he, had, he had a whole gallery of just kids. and. But like Steve's women. daughter was like ready to like jump this guy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, just, that's, just, that's just sick. Yeah. Um, I think the, the worst incident that I've ever experienced in my life at a haunt was I was, I had this, uh, this is when I became um, assistant manager. And this is 2018, I believe. Do you remember Frankie? Frank, the uh, little Mexican kid, always wore his hair slicked back in a clown house, had that little mustache. No, I can't say that. All right, so this, this little kid, oh, he, honestly, he was like 15, so he lied to us this whole time of, of his age because he had to be 16 or older, but he was 15 at the time. And <clears throat> the whole year, he, don't get me wrong, he, this kid was the craziest clown that I've ever met in my life. So in the chain maze, um, we have these chain link fences that are about 10 feet high, and again, ten feet off the fucking ground. And this kid used to literally on top. Do you remember the giant clown? Yeah, I think I know this story. He used to walk on top of the chain maze, yeah. and he he just over these massive like mm. four foot gaps and just run across it. And again, on the ground is concrete. And I've told him multiple times. I said, "Dude, be careful." Oh, I got this, man. I used to call him Frank Inky. I don't know why, but that's <laughs> that just stuck to him. Remix. But anyways, so. It was, I think it was our second to last Sunday, and I was assisting the house. I had Michael Montgomery with me, and he was a roamer. I was assisting, and Cook was up front. So I was in back of the house, and I believe that I was in Big Top. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think I was in Big Top. I was in Big Top. You yeah. were in Big Top. So I was in Big Top, and I was uh, relieving a guy because he was on break. 
And I told Frankie at the beginning of the night, I said, hey, bub, I said, I want to let you know it's raining outside. Your shoes are fucking talking. <laughs> and when I say talking, his soles of his shoes were, they weren't attached to his the actual <laughs> shoes. So he, he told me that he wasn't going to do it. I told him to stay on top, stay on, stay off the top of the, the maze and just do that so we can be safe tonight. All right, man. Cool. So it's going on like like eight. No, it was probably like nine o'clock. It was getting kind of late because we closed pretty early on uh, on Sundays. We closed at eleven. So, anyways, I'm doing my thing. Michael Montgomery's roaming the house and stuff. And I told him at the beginning of the night, I said, "Hey, man, if something happens, I'll be here. I always let my know where my I always let my actors actors know where I was at." So, I'm in the big top. I'm acting. I'm doing my thing. Well, I saw Michael Montgomery come in, and he was like, "Dude." Frankie fell and immediately my fucking heart sunk right in my ass. I'm like, Oh my God. So I immediately rushed into the chain maze and there's Frankie on the fucking ground and there's blood on the ground. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like what the fuck happened? And one of the actors that was in a chain maze said that he was hopping on top of the fence and he, the shoe that I told him not to fucking do it. The shoe that had a talking mouth to it, got caught and he flew off 10 feet off the chain link fence and flew head first into the concrete. I didn't know what was going on. So I immediately picked him up, dragged him outside the chain maze on back of the clown house and brought him to the ground. EMTs came, come to find out he broke his fucking neck. He snapped it. He didn't die, but he snapped his fucking neck. So that I should have, what I should have done was leave them there and had my other actors work around and getting these people out. But where he was, people would have seen it. People would have seen the blood. People would have seen this kid on the ground with a broken neck. And I I immediately had to get him out. I shouldn't have done that because I probably could have killed him. But my first thing is I got to get this kid out. So I got him out. EMTs come. Well, he broke his neck. He was gone for about a week or two. He came back. In the neck brace and wanting to act. I said, dude, no. no. So Cook no. Cook allowed him. No. Cook allowed him to come back and not act and just receive glasses so he can at least be there. That's fine. But he still tried to act. Well, then come to find out, he we sign a contract every year that we are a a con what do we call contractor. It? A contractor. We cannot file anything. It is it is our responsibility to take care of our own selves. So if we get an incident such as that, it's it's our it's our it's our own fault and we have to take responsibility to it. We can't get workman's comp, we can't get shit. So what happened was Frankie's dad tried to file workman's comp. It got to Brett and then it did a huge fucking circle. And then Brett went to Frankie and his dad and told him basically to fuck off and you're fired. And now he's on the, the band blacklist. List, yeah. The blacklist. Yeah. And this situations like that, it's like, holy shit, man. That was that was a traumatic incident. I I didn't have never seen some something I didn't I mean, thankfully I didn't see him. That's, <laughs> fucking that's why we should carry a cattle prod and just any characters <laughs> that get out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! But yeah, that's this is Skids, man. He's uh he's here, and we're gonna talk about a different some other stuff. Honestly, that topic lasted about thirty five minutes, so that was a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. That was nice. Um, you want to talk about the Will Sli- Will Smith slap? Jesus Christ, dude! Will Smith at the Oscars was it last night that yep. he did it? Last night it was last night. I oh my god! Now, how do you believe that it was staged, or he do you said, believe it was real? He said real? slap, and then everybody's like, <laughs> 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 he made fun of his wife. Yeah, well. well 
again, we were watching it more today on the thing, and it was one of those things that they're all saying that Chris Rock did not know that Jada Pinkett Smith had an issue with her hair. She right. can't she can't grow her hair. Right. He didn't know that. After the fact, he felt bad about it, and yeah. you know he's like, "Why well, bad?" You know he apologized, but Will Smith just didn't want to hear it because Will Smith's an asshole. But the fact that I agree with the show I was watching, they stayed the same thing. It's messed up for him. There's uh, there's more ways to handle it besides yeah, violence. Absolutely, especially with being a public figure like that. Is that bad? Yeah, put, yeah, put your mic more into the mouth. It's not like you're muffled. It's because I am muffled. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. You're good. You're good. But anyhow, there's better ways of handling that to go up on public TV, national live TV. At the Oscars. At the Oscars. <laughs> You know, suit and, and tie. slap the fucking and slap, dog shit. And slap the host. I mean, yeah. if you have that big of a beef with it and that spot, that's fine. Okay. Jada Pinkett Smith, she kept her mouth shut. She rolled her eyes, whatever. She yeah. let it go. Yeah. But then Will wants to just get up and make a fool of himself. Okay. Yeah. So now what you're going to do is you're going to show people that you can't handle your cool. Right. And who's going to want to work with someone like and that? He, he even said after the slap, he said, keep my fucking wife out of your mouth. Yeah. He said it twice. Yeah. And he laughed at the joke originally. Yeah. But it's almost like she gave him a stank eye. And then Will was like, oh shit, I need to get up and do something about this. Yeah. But smacking Chris Rock on live TV like that, being the public figure that you are, that's that's a bit. Well, uh, here's the thing. I'm going to argue with that. I fucking loved it because this man <laughs> was defending his wife. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I don't mm. give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I, if, I mean, yes, he should have went upon himself and waited until the cameras were off and then slap him. But that man grew the biggest pair of balls yeah. in his life yeah. and well, slapped the dog shit out of him. He slapped him, though. If you're going to go for the goal, just knock his teeth out. I yeah. mean, like, he's got perfect teeth, though. It was <laughs> a pretty hard slap, but Chris Rock ate it, though. And, uh, he, and he, he laughed at, you know, he laughed about it, and he was like, okay, I just got bitch slapped, you know, whatever. But again, how he handled it, how he did it, it's gonna it's gonna put a ding in his fucking career real oh, quick yeah. because yeah. you don't really see him now that he's getting older. You don't see him in as many films. No. And then now that okay, people are in the back of their mind. Okay, you say something that's gonna offend him. He's just gonna not work with you. Well, right. this isn't the first time he slapped somebody in the face. There was an um, he was on the red carpet one year, and this it was a uh, it was basically a troller on the red carpet, and this guy went up to him on the side of the red carpet. And he introduced himself, and then he went in and tried to kiss Will Smith. Well, Will Smith backed off and backslapped him right in the mouth. He said, "Why'd you do that? Ain't no, don't be fucking doing that." Yeah. But on national fucking TV, right? Uh, again, so that's two marks for the man. Yeah. yeah. He Third strike. People. Third strike. You're done. I, yeah. I reckon. But here, here's the thing. Here, SAG awards ain't gonna allow that. Do you believe? I don't know how you believe him with like the Illuminati and shit. Oh, do you believe that he's a part of the Illuminati? It's it's kind of like he's a puppet to some kind of higher up, yeah. There's there's, there's, there's all kinds of interviews of him kind of zoning out. He's or part something. of the lizard people, the, <laughs> yeah, the lizard community. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, that's some strange shit. I mean, when um, what's his name, Jeff's uh, Epstein, um, that whole when that whole shit happened, mm -hmm. a lot of shit got dropped. Yeah. And but did you know when everything was going on, and all of a sudden, boom, COVID, it's gone. And everybody stopped war. fucking talking about it. That was the war. The war made that disappear. No, like, it was Jeff Epstein, and then COVID started, and then yeah. that got out of fucking hand, and then all of a sudden, they're like, dude, fuck, um, 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 war. War. Drop it. Drop it. Russia. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> but, dude, the shit like that is, is, like, it's it's just strange. We live in a strange world yeah. where we don't know what really is going on no. at yeah. all. And we get hidden from the, the main... Oh yeah! Extreme. Oh yeah! And like, 
in the world we live in right now is it's 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 pretty scary. Um, I mean, we're not talking about politics or religions whatsoever. So think think about that at a different time. Yeah. But what's going on right now could end bad. But here's the thing. But the important thing is you're here with us now. Exactly, guys. And you're, and you're listening to the podcast. the podcast. You're listening to us rant and talk about crazy you're shit. your popcorn and your fluffy white slippers. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, well, sometimes you're just in the mood and you touch yourself. Well, okay, okay. So let's check this shit out. Dude, I'm like, when it comes to conspiracy, I'm not a huge conspiracist at all. We got a guy to work and he's like really big in conspiracies. But I believe in some conspiracies. You know what I figured out? I know what I'm going to put on the sound control next. I'm going to put one of them fucking beep buttons. Like, you know they do for people that cuss? Beep. I'm going to do that every time you start talking on your rant. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. Finding that beep sound is super hard because I was with Scott one uh, one night, and when he did the uh, Arnie thing with the um, the intro, he whatever, censor. and dude, we could not find that beep. So I told him, I said, dude, just do the squeak sound. like, And it worked perfect. <laughs> but, okay, so check this out. Here, here's a fun one. Picture this. This is all I got. <laughs> all right picture this all right you know how like people see ghosts right yeah all right i see dead people i see dead people that have been a fun one to put up on there I see dead people. so what if this is a what if okay what is what you're seeing is yourself oh like an outer body experience no 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 so you're let's say let's say you you die all right okay and then when you die, a lot of people believe that you go somewhere else and blah, 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 blah. But what if you die before you go where you need to go? You relive your life. You see everything one more time. Right. Like a flashback? Like a flashback. And then all those moments in your life that you've seen something is you. Like they put a TV oh, screen. I see what you're saying now. So like if you had a paranormal experience, like right now, say we're sitting in this studio and you we see a ghost right there. But say when we die... We relive this, and that ghost would have been us, the, uh, whoever it was. Yeah, I but see. The, wouldn't that be fucking that would, crazy? Be crazy? And like, you, like the moments that I've had in my life, like I'm like, oh shit, man, this is fucking creepy. And then all of a sudden, when you die, you're recreating those moments in your life that you don't even realize that you've already recreated, and you're the ghost that's been haunting you your whole life. You know what else is creepy? <laughs> that's just that is a big what if. <laughs> that's a, like what the. It's fuck? almost like our life is already over. Yes. But you're but reliving it. Yeah, but we're reliving it right now. I'm just saying that that could be something. That could be something crazy. Finding these other cat pubes up on here on the desk is getting to be weird today. I know, man. That one pube I found was it was thick. It was a cat. Yeah. That was a cat pube. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, so speaking of, of, of paranormal shit, like, do you believe in a paranormal? Absolutely. Cool. So, um, what what is what is an experience? We talked this on a lapse at, at last episode about. Steve Steve had more experiences, but not uh, ex, uh, paranormal experiences. More so, just I had the and, baby Jesus experience. Yeah, he had eye opener experience and stuff. I had more paranormal experience. What is an? Exp- he had Satan coming through the fucking depths, coming after his ass. Not that deep, but I mean, no, it was deep. What you, you were talking about, dude? I we get scared dude. the fuck out of me because it was probably me wearing a when fucking hallway, snags mask. When a hallway goes <laughs> dark. And you're saying you can't see the door at the end of the hallway because it's so black, and all of a sudden some hands are coming up out of the fucking floor and shit. Yeah, that's that's Satan. I'm telling you something. <laughs> no, I've had nothing on that level of an experience. All right. Yeah. So, what is the creepiest experience where it just stuck with you for the rest of your life? And like for me, I don't leave my room when it's three o'clock, and then I have to wait until like four o'clock so I can leave my room. 
and that's still till to, to this day. Okay. To this day. Yeah. Um. Well, you know that old um school in Madison Carlisle area. It's the um. There's a train track right behind it. It's abandoned now. Um. It's the uh, Madison Township, Don't like old elementary school over there by. Um, you talking Snow about Post Town? It's Post Town. Post Town yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, in high school, one of my friend's grandparents actually lives there, so part of that is turned into a house, and that's where they live. Um, and they let us spend the night there, but the whole time we were in the actual school itself. I've heard some creepy shit about that. Place. Oh yeah, absolutely. The cool thing is, is each room they have a desk with a notebook where people can write down their own experiences. So that was cool because we could read what other people have experienced. But I'm kind of a pussy when it comes to that stuff. So I'm with three or four other people, and um, it's pitch black. We were leaving the gym, and in the gym there's a wheelchair, and it was moving on its own by the way. <laughs> it, it was just kind of like slow, like uh, like not moving forward and backwards, but kind of turning left and right, which was very, very off-putting. Those, those are some strong-ass ants, dude. <laughs> yes, <laughs> some ants. <laughs> but there's a stairwell, and I th- the, the people that own the place, I think they decorated up to be a little creepier. So there's just like baby doll heads on all kinds of shit, and there's like baby dolls hanging and stuff. It's just to make it creepier. But I already didn't like that. That made me unsettled. We're going up these stairs uh, around the corner of the gymnasium. We're going up in there, and you go through this hallway, and there's a bunch of classrooms and whatnot. Well, um, there's this doll room, and it's just nothing but dolls in there. That was definitely off-putting, but huh. I turned. That was her collection. <laughs> I didn't even walk in there. I just It felt cold, and it felt weird, and I just got the urge not to go in there, so I went into the room next to it, and it's nothing but a boxing bag, and the boxing bag is just swaying back and forth, and then they seen that and they decided to just run away from me and i'm a bigger guy i can't run as fast as these little dudes <laughs> so, so you knew you were getting it oh yeah i had, I had a melt I, I started running trying to catch up with them and my phone died which is weird because it was on like 80 something percent when we went in there casper and, sucked that yeah, shit dry yeah, yeah, it, was, it was definitely <laughs> a weird experience but it was just it was so off-putting and then the fact that they decided to run like that and then i, I almost had a meltdown in there you should have walked in there and punched the punching bag said what you got bitch <laughs> I was probably 16 at the time, and it was. And the funny thing is, me and him have talked about going in there many a times. Yeah, it's it's I, if you get the opportunity to, yeah. definitely do it, and it'd be a cool place to do a photo I, shoot. For I us. did this one. Uh, it was this museum uh, in Newport uh, where they have. It's an old museum where they have all these artifacts and stuff that were in past histories of um, Newport and stuff, and. Um, at night, they have these ghost tours. It's a small-ass museum. They have upstairs, downstairs, and a basement. But it's like mm-hmm. a little hole-in-a-wall place. So I was working at this job called Packworld. And at the time, I had this buddy that told me about this. And I'm like, ah, dude, I don't fucking want to do this shit. So I was like, you know what, man? Let's let's do it. Let's take an adventure out to Newport and go see what's what's up. Yeah. So we go there. We show up to this this museum right before it got to, before it's closed. We had to make an appointment, by the way. And we gave this lady like forty dollars. So we gave this lady forty bucks, and um, we we waited until everybody left this museum, and then she brought us in his back room. She sat down with us, and she lit the stage on fire, and she started getting all the smoke and stuff yeah. to basically protect us. Yeah. All right. Cool. Here we go. So we're sitting there. This is literally the year right after my mom died. So I've been I was already going through a bunch of shit. And I remember that dude and, and it, it happened immediately. Like shit was happening immediately. And I'm like this can't be fucking right. So we're sitting in there and we're at this table in this back room. It's an old ass fucking room and there's me, my girlfriend at the time and then him and his girlfriend 
and then a random couple. So there's there's six of us, including the lady. She gives us all these objects and place places right on the table, and then she gives us like recording audio devices. She gives us the metal little bars and shit, and then she gives us this little light that shoots all these little dots and stuff, uh-huh. and it's just unsettling stuff. I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And the whole time, this lady has a camera on us. She's holding it. She's, like, filming us. I'm like, what the fuck did I just pay for? Right. So I'm sitting in here, and we're doing our thing. She says, well, we're going to light a candle. We're going to turn off all the lights. And I'm like, okay. So she starts getting out these tarot cards and stuff and starts reading all this stuff. Well, then she stops in pitch darkness. Literally, it is pitch fucking black. And the only thing that's lit is this tiny little teacup candlelight and she stops she puts her hands on the table and she starts shaking the table a little bit she starts doing that and she just we're all sitting there and like okay we know you're doing it and she she's telling us that she's doing it so she tells us to move away from the table and this is a solid concrete floor move away from the table place all of her hands like lightly onto the table so our hands are barely on it and we're basically feeling her shake it and she said watch this so she does her thing and then she lifts her hands and steps away from her table and i swear to fucking god that table got it started shaking faster and faster and we're sitting here like just looking around like what the fuck is going on so she kept telling us she said don't move your hand don't move your hand i said i'm, I'm in my head i'm like dude she's summoning the fucking devil She's going to fucking kill us. Like, well, she's going to take us in the room, cut our fucking hair off, and then use it to summon a fucking demon. <laughs> so here we are. We're, our hands are on a table, and we can feel the vibration. Well, then it just stopped. She turned the lights back on, and she said, now follow me into this room. So we all get up from the table. We go into this room, and this is the actual museum part. And then she takes her clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't take her clothes off, thankfully. She was a very um, – she was rough. But anyways, um, so we, we go into the main – um, hall of this museum and we're all sitting in there and she takes each and every one of us and she tells us to sit down onto this chair. So we're all sitting down on this chair and, and, and surrounded by this chair is this like, like an outhouse kind of thing. But inside this outhouse was a chair, but the door was off, but it was just like this old barber chair. So again, lights are off. She has a camera on us the whole time and it's all night vision and stuff. And she, she let, she, we could have bought the tape, but we're like, no, we're not going to fucking buy the tape. The experience was good enough <clears throat> because you probably she she has a collection. <laughs> I can days. smell you. Mm. <laughs> Some silence of the lambs. I don't know, but here here's the thing. So like each and every person was able to sit in this chair, and she put a really thick blindfold on top of us that pr- compressed to our eyeballs, and it was pitch black. And then she put earmuffs over our ears, and she told us to not remove our hands and think about what's going on in your head right now. Okay, so. Each person was alone with this woman. Right. All the other people were away in a different room. So when it was my turn, I went in there and I sat down on this chair. She gave me the headphones, gave me the blindfolds, and told me to put my hands on the chair. So it took the process took about like five minutes. And she told me to start speaking about what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing in my head. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. I can't hear nothing. And it is complete silence. You just hear the blood flowing through your head and you're doing your thing. I told her flat out and I said, well, I said, I'm picturing like a burning building and I hear people screaming 
and like it's like something's going on and I, I I smelt I don't know if I was actually smelling it but I think it was all in my head that I smelt like burning wood and I I it I I started feeling like someone was like like sitting on top of my lap mm. like someone was sitting on me but she, she it, I can tell that it wasn't an actual person I right. just felt like pressure on my pressure. legs and I'm like okay and then I told her that I felt somebody sitting on me and then I remember she told me she's like all right you can leave. So when we, each and every person did their little thing on that chair, she brought us back in a room, turned the lights on, turned the video on. Everybody said the same thing, mm. which was fucking weird. And it's like, okay, I'm fucking in. Like, let's keep doing this shit. So uh, we went downstairs in the basement, and the old basement was like this old cellar. But the cellar had this table surrounded by chairs. This is when I gave up. I said, I ain't doing this shit. So we got down. And we, we all sat down around this table. Again, another candle sitting on right in the middle of the, uh, the table. And it was just a little tea light candle. And we're sitting there. And she tells us again, put our hands on the table. Don't put them on tight. But this time it wasn't vibrating. Well, then she starts speaking in tongue and shit. And I'm sitting here like, she part of Slytherin? Dude, she. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she was. She, just, she started like speaking in like tongue and stuff and doing some weird shit. And then she like started like like projecting her voice by screaming all these like different like words and uh, probably Latin. I don't know what the hell she was doing, mm. but she started screaming and stuff. And I remember the first couple got up and they said, they're done. I was like, I'm not going to fucking give up. This is fucking awesome. And then when she brought out the Bible and then she brought out this Ouija board, I said, fuck this shit. <laughs> I said, I told my ex-girlfriend at the time, I said, Chrissy, we got to fucking go. Fuck this parcel tongue I, bitch. I, was like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck we're doing. And I told my buddy Casey, I said, dude, we're done. Yeah. He said, no, no. I said, no, we're done. And then Casey's like, yeah. I said, we're done. We can't do this no more. Because I don't know what the fuck she was about to do. She's about to summon she some was, shit. She was doing some crazy fucking shit. She and, had some shit going. Dude, and it was fucking crazy. Like, all this shit was happening all at once. And, like, we couldn't, like, stop her. She did not want to stop. Yeah. And we're telling her flat out, like, bro, we are fucking done. So I turned my flashlight on my phone. Casey turned it. Everybody turned their flashlights on. And we fucking booked it. We got in the car. I remember, she, she's still down there reading. I, I I told I told Casey. I said, "Dude, I'm gonna tell you flat out. This was this was fucking stupid." Yeah. I said, "I'm. It's not, it's not a matter of fact that I'm scared because I'm not, but I don't know what the fuck this lady was doing." I yeah. said, "This lady, when she started speaking in tongues, she, I started to get fucking." She weird. tagged your soul. <laughs> she did something. She either put a little fucking tag on my. That soul. was Morris code to the devil. I was so scared because I'm like, this bitch is about to possess us. But here's the thing: my buddy found this flyer that was that was on. I don't even know where he even found it at, but he he found it, and it was just this made up flyer. And we went and we did it. Some house like, on the hill shit. Then it was some scary shit just randomly showed up. I didn't care for it. And just honestly, if you books. I mean, don't get me wrong. Would I do it again? Probably not. But do I recommend it? Fuck yeah. yeah. See, see if you can fucking last it. Yeah. Well, sports fans, we are all getting up to that hour. It has been fun with Skids here hanging out with us today. You all got to meet him. Yeah, that's this. It's been a, it's been a. This was episode number three. Number three. We will get to work on four here as soon as we can, but that's going to be a minute. So, but anyhow, we appreciate you all stopping by tonight. And then uh, again, hopefully, uh, 
It's one of those things that uh, we'll catch you on the flip side here. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And don't forget, this is Dark Carousel Podcast. Go follow us on Facebook, Dark Carousel Podcast. Go follow our other page, Dark Carousel Productions. Give a big old shout-out to Skids for being our guest here on the show on Episode 3, Season 1. Again, our slogan is, we love scary stuff. And, guys, stay classy and stay spooky. See you, guys. <laughs>